When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating, is there a war on women? And we are starting right now with Econo Boy's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. Econo Boy, who's going to introduce himself and want to let you know, folks, just for it to be organized on screen, on the left side of the screen, we have Econo Boy and Cherry, who are taking the position that, yes, generally speaking, there is a war on women. And then above me and below me, you have Warren and Stardust, respectively, who are more on the fence, more moderate on the question. And then on the right side of your screen, Rows and counterpoints would say, generally, no, I, I don't think there is a war on women. But kicking it over to counterpoints on the left side of your screen, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. You said me or counterpoints? <laughs> there we go. Okay. What I meant to I, say I guess, is Econo Boy. Sorry about There we that. go. It's because counterpoints and I look so similar is what it is, I assume. Um, but, yeah, my name is Econo Boy. I, I do mostly economics and I, I do some politics stuff like this every now and then. But this this might be a, a economic and political issue, so it should be pretty fun. As far as where I stand, you know, I you know outside of the hyperbolic you know title, you know certainly I think there's systemic inequalities against women, and uh, society uh, can fix them uh, with certain policies. So that's probably what we should do. You got it. Thank you very much for that, Econo Boy. We're gonna kick it over to Cherry. Thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. Hi, I'm Cherry. I stream and talk about politics and social issues. Uh, I also wouldn't say like a war on women, very dramatic, but I think there is like an uphill climb for a lot of women to strive for equality. And I think that that path is in many different ways to accommodate women who want to either strive for modernity or tradition. And I think it's going to take a deliberate effort, maybe not just in our legislation, but like in our the way that we socialize uh, women and each other. You got it. Thanks for that opening. And Warren, glad to have you. As I mentioned, folks, on the middle column, you could say, of the screen, both Warren and Stardust would say generally they're more moderate on this. Go ahead, Warren. Hmm. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for the intro, James. You know, I appreciate the invite. I came here uh, not to uh, not to watch, not to uh, speak, but rather I came here to sit my white ass down and listen and learn from other people uh, and get their perspectives as to whether there is a war on women. So I appreciate the chance to be here and to contribute where I can. Thank you, Warren. And with that, Stardust, thanks for being back with us again. YouTube's favorite daughter, the floor is all yours. Hi, uh, I'm Stardust. Um, is there a war on women? I myself would probably not use the language that there's a war on women, but there is a long history um, in most places of socially and legally restricting women's rights and freedoms. And while things have gotten massively better through the decades for women, 
Uh, there are still areas where women lack the agency and freedom that men have. As far as the idea of whether women should work or not, it's really been the case in history that uh, women didn't work. Um, uh, the only people who had this privilege were wealthy women. Um, and also, I don't deny that men face unique problems within our society as well. However, the problems that men face, such as stifling emotions, higher suicide rates, failure to be believed as sexual assault victims, are not privileges uh, that benefit women in any way. Um, so uh, uh, so basically what I would say is that men suffering from these issues d does not lead uh, or does not benefit women in any way. Um, and while I may not use the language war on women, um, there are a lot of areas that we can improve upon and um, make families uh, um, have uh, much healthier lives. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening as well, Stardust. And then as I mentioned on the right side of the screen, Wing, you could say basically saying... Uh, Eh, generally, no, I don't think there's a war on women. Thanks for being with us. Rose and counterpoints will give you a chance to start Rose. Thanks for being with us. All right. Well, thank you. I would say, obviously, I don't think there's a war on women because I think women have the most rights now than we ever do in history. Whenever women have problems, society puts tend to put that on the highlight, whereas men's issues obviously get the back end of it. Like we have toxic masculinity. That's a big thing that people like to talk about. So if anything, I think there's a war on men. But obviously, that's an unpopular opinion. Now, obviously, there are some instances in life where women are disadvantaged. At, and I absolutely agree. Uh, if you look at, like, the wage gap, I don't personally believe in that. I think men and women tend to choose different things. If you look at pregnancy, I think that's more biology. And I don't think biology is systemic oppression. Um, just being incapable of working at certain times or having to have certain obligations. I think society should be more accepting generally. And there's still progress to be made. But I don't believe there's a war on women. You got it. And last but not least, counterpoints. Thrilled to have you with us. The floor is all yours. Yeah. So basically what Rose just said, I feel like society is very accommodating of women, both uh, professionally at this point in history and culturally. And it doesn't really matter what they want to do. We'll try to support them if they want to go after a career. Awesome. If they want to have kids. Awesome. If you want to, uh, I don't know, stick a fucking foxtail up your ass and call yourself a fucking fox and, you know, do OnlyFans. Awesome. There's there's all these fucking opportunities for women to basically do whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want to. And uh, obviously there's pushback. Obviously there's misandry obviously or excuse me misogyny obviously there's uh, a lot of challenges that come with being a woman uh, especially if you choose to have children that that's probably like the main factor kind of like what rose was saying with uh the wage gap and so as a result it's like fuck no fuck no there's not a war on women they like how my biggest frustration with the the conversation i guess is like women want to have their fucking cake and eat it too they want to be dainty, you know, loved on, fucking dated, open the door, chivalry, all this bullshit. But then they also want to be fucking girl bosses. So pick a lane. You got it. And with that, we're going to jump into open conversation. But before we do, I want to say, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral channel hosting debates and panels on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you're from. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button as we have many more debates and panels coming up. With that, we're going to jump into open dialogue. The floor is all yours. Thanks so much for being with us, gang. Um, so when we say pick a lane, the, the women who want to be girl bosses and the women who want to be little dainty flowers or whatever, um, is it possible that we can make a world where women can choose either or? Sure. Like there can the be dainty ones and there can be world. girl bosses and you don't have to um, you don't have to make it so that only one of them is like viable, right? Hundred percent, but then you're also not going to have a disappearing disappearance in the wage gap. It's not going to happen. You can't have both. 
I don't understand. Yeah, why, why do you do why, that? Wait, wait, but really quick, why do, why do you think, I'm not even sure most, you know, people who believe in systemic inequality would say that, you know, the, with, with all the reforms we want, there'd be no wage gap between men and women, right? That's probably not possible for a number of reasons, right? I don't know. It depends on whatever position you want to take, bud. Like I, I'm saying the way that the wage gap has been treated historically is like, oh, fucking men treat women like shit, which is why they make less money. You know, everybody's trying to wave a dick in every professional woman's face, which is probably true. Um, and that there's basically like a whole bunch of like <laughs> fucked up things in society you, that are holding women back. So some of that's true. Do you think true. that the wage gap mm-hmm. is because we're, men are waving their dicks in women's faces? Yeah. I think it's one of the variables. Uh, So for instance, like if you're a chauvinistic misogynist employer and you want to hold a, you know, power over another woman, and then you basically say like, Hey, like, you know, let's go on a date. Let's do this. Let's do that. And the woman declines. And then you just kind of shadow screw up her career. Yeah. That's absolutely one of the factors. You're talking about sexual harassment and then revenge. That's not to do with how much she's making in that position at that moment in time, right? That's something that's uh, happening. No, after the fact. I would. I so we would, would probably say generally say that there are women who are going for high-paying jobs that might be paid less because they are more appreciative of the opportunity because they spent most of their life not being told that they are very um, good at these at, at things such as maths and sciences, and so when they get into the job, they are generally overqualified, better than men. But they don't negotiate for higher than men. Men will be applauded for most of their life for their mediocrity. And they'll go in aiming for the same job and probably negotiate. I think it's around like $50,000 more than women. And a woman would go and get that job and just take the first offer because she's almost socialized to just appreciate the opportunity and to have just um, like gone against the grain point blank period. You would say she's more qualified in this position, but she did take less pay. This isn't because of a dick waving in her fucking face. This isn't because of sexual harassment in the workplace. This is socialized to not have confidence to go for these jobs that you are qualified and excel at. Sure. But I mean, we could have multiple variables all at the same time. So I'm not saying every single yeah, time. I guess a woman we can just makes... talk about swinging dicks in faces and let's see what problem that solves. Well, I, don't, okay. I don't understand, Connor. So, like, are you are you of the position that the because what are you even saying? You're saying the gender pay gap is misrepresented, but then you described a way in which I think that people who talk about the gender pay gap would would say is a you know a contributory factor, right? Sexism in the workplace, right? But so well, so how is gotta, it being misrepresented? I don't understand. So so you basically like you have to bear in mind we're dealing with five years of culture war bullshit coming into this conversation. You can say that I like. I, econo boy, the fucking king of economics, understand the gender wage gap in a very nuanced way in which it's a multivariable analysis and blah, blah, blah. That's not the way that it's been portrayed in popular media. Media. The way that's been portrayed in popular media is we live in a cis-heteropatriarchal sexist society in which men are holding down women. There's a war on women. The fact that they're attacking abortions, et cetera, et cetera, is this giant misogynist plot to destroy everything that's fucking going on. That's the general through line. So if you want to come in here and be super fucking nuanced about it, I'm perfectly okay with that. But that just means that our worldviews are in line. I think it's it's nuanced. It's just being realistic about what the actual problem is instead of just calling it a dick is in your face and that's why you're getting paid less. But can uh, but I, there is can I say, you keep bringing that up, but the, uh, like, um, that's like 5% like, like, or 3%. Yeah, I'm sure. going to bring up, you, why did you bring it up if it's not, 
Well, if it's not even the majority of, of, of the reason why there's a pay gap, which I think most people who believe that there's a pay gap uh, would say that it's not the re- main reason why there's a pay gap, uh, it, I, I would not say that that is the main reason for the pay gap. I don't know why you would bring that up even then. So, okay, so misogyny and men basically being sexist towards women or believing they're underqualified or thinking that they're token hires is not the major variable. You're saying that, a, I'm a saying dick that. Okay, in we agree. Face. A dick, a dick oh waving in their face is very oh specific. Sexual harassment, yeah, is very specific. Oh. I don't think that oh. every woman in every job is necessarily getting sexually harassed, but I do think, yeah, there's some underlying misogyny that probably um, contributes, as well as the fact that women will take lower-paying jobs or, or will take more time off, uh, sacrifice their work time to be with their families. Where men in won't. the military, yeah. okay, in the military, it's a metaphorical dick, okay? It's a giant floating ephemeral penis that's out Although in the Although I would okay? like to make a point. In the military, for, hold on, I got to finish my ephemeral so, dick I mean, shit. it is a real dick. And I don't it's a literal dick. To kind of, you know, we don't, right. we don't need to really. But I, mean, I want to talk about. This is a serious issue for, for a lot of different people. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think that we should, you know, kind of treat it like a joke because, I mean, you know, that's a part of. It's a real part of people's experience. I mean, some people really, that's part of their line of work. Okay, so now, I want to talk about ephemeral penises real quick. Talking about misogyny. Can I, can I just uh, respond to you talking about misogyny wanna, in just, the workplace? Just because, because I, know I feel like it's a real thing. One, but I, because I was, just because CounterPoints was trying to get a, a point out just before uh, Warren, I want to give a quick pithy response from CounterPoints or yeah. Rose as well, if you have some similarity in terms of CounterPoints' argument here. Rose, because we okay. haven't heard from you yet. And then I promise Terry will come right back to you. Okay, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to describe my ephemeral penis uh, briefly. Okay, this is a metaphorical penis. This is like the big green weenie, is what we refer to it in the military. Okay, it's this concept that there's this constant force out there that's trying to fuck you out of things. So in the military, it's a big green weenie. In the in the United States, in the general civilian population, it's probably just this ephemeral fucking heaven dick. But the point being that there's an undercurrent to our society that basically says that men don't treat men don't take women seriously when it comes to the STEM fields or they don't, you know, they basically, uh, you know, don't give them the pay that they deserve right off the bat unless they're willing to fight for it. Unless women develop masculine qualities, they're not going to or masculine qualities. They're not going to gain equality. So I don't know why we keep circling back to it, because it's really just like a, a single variable of like a multivariable analysis. My point, though, is that we're so aware of all of these variables at that point that or at this point that we're compensating for any of them in a really aggressive way culturally to the point that I feel like whatever the war on woman or women is, it's pretty much fucking dead. It's it's beaten. James, can I I highlight an interesting point here? That response as promised. And then I want to hear from somebody new, hopefully, whether it be Rose or me. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so counterpoints, I feel like where you're really going is like, I don't know, really diving into sexual harassment, which is a concern in the workplace. Um, but most of what, uh, contributes to the wage gap and maybe opportunities in the workplace for women that is, um, directly affected by misogyny is the idea that there are men's locker rooms and stuff like that. The, the idea that cozying up to your boss, having opportunities to bond with your boss and to have, um, personal favor and personal gain and make yourself really uh, attractive in the eyes of your employers, these are opportunities that are really easy for men. There are spaces, the whole workspace is for men. These spaces aren't very welcoming for women. And I'm specifically talking about tech jobs here. Uh, And for women, 
sometimes going into those spaces, there is a threat, a threat of sexual harassment or a threat of people looking at you like you are taking like your sexuality to advance yourself in the workplace. And so this isn't so much give women uh, like a cheat code to go forward. Like these are things holding women back. They are not women's fault. This is how we are socialized. We are, um, we're told that women are like uh, off in the workplace. We're told women shouldn't be in these situations, shouldn't bond with the men in these situations. It looks like um, a sexual opportunity and not being able to socialize in this way in the workplace does hold you back from promotions and opportunities. James, I, I something that was really interesting about the exchange between Connor Points and Cherry to me, you know, as somebody who's kind of just not, not sure where I'm at on this yet, was that it seemed like this exposes, this reflects a kind of class divide in this country. Like Connor is making this argument in kind of like a working class framework that is hard for, I think, somebody like me, maybe. You know, I mean, I'm working class, but you know, I'm a lawyer, so I did kind of work, you know. Maybe I don't qualify, but Cherry's making making it from a more, uh, I suppose, uh, what sounds to me at least a, a more academic sort of, uh, you know, a more uh, a more um, empirical uh, sort of background, as opposed to the vibes, sort of working class vibes background that Connor is, is is making this argument from. And I feel like that kind of that kind of that kind of clash of perspectives often colors discussions about. Uh, gender and sexuality in ways that we don't often enough appreciate. But I feel like I understand Connor's point now after he kind of went through the whole thing. And after I Googled this big green wiener that he's talking about, I'm finally, I get what he's talking about. But I mean, at first, yeah, it sounded like it was just like talking about, you know, dicks waving all that. You know, I didn't get it. So I just, I don't know. It, it seems like that's a sort of um, disagreement uh something that colors a lot of these kinds of disagreements if, i feel if like I, if i can on if i can hand, summarize really i'm not should even... be informed by empirical reality on the other you know practical experience often expresses itself in different ways see, see here's the thing like i don't even know if in this conversation we've even hit disagreement yet basically what's happened was i came out with my ephemeral penis i understand it was a confusing metaphor i'm talking about a single uh, like metaphorical variable within the oppressive Western capitalist structure. But then I'm saying mm-hmm. that we have overcompensated in the opposite direction to the point that this subculture still exists, but it seems like we have diversity, equ- equity, and inclusion. We have sexual harassment campaigns. We have sensitivity campaigns. Uh, capitalism is bending its ass over fucking backwards for women workers. It seems like at home we're bending our, our breaking our fucking backs to take care of our women as well. So it just feels like if there was a war on women, women are fucking winning it. So Hmm. you guys are kind of like getting into the weeds of the variables that we're describing. And you're just describing variables that I agree with, but I just feel like whatever's happening in our culture has overpowered these variables. Wait, but if, if you agree that those variables exist, then why do you think we've over, if in theory, if we've overcompensated, we would see the reverse. We would see women making a lot more than men. We would see, you know, women starting to become dominant you know power hierarchies in society but that's not what we see right the pay gap still exists what's what's the what's the major variable that rose and i have both said yeah rose if you want to take it take it yeah yeah i was gonna say it's currently a progress i think it's gonna take decades for it to fully realize but we're in a point in society where women are actually doing better in college than men are and i was gonna say when it comes to stem fields and tech jobs i feel like that's an area where there's a lot of sexual harassment Right. So I I feel like that's part of the reason why they don't go into these fields, because these fields aren't good for women. 
it's like, it'd be great to change the culture, but that's a problem. And I feel like a lot of the things that people have mentioned, it's not like there's people out to get women or out. It feels like it's more of a systemic thing. Wait, and it's you like, just oh, described like, a situation where people are out to get women. You said they're sexually harassing all these women in STEM. That's, I mean, that's, that's a targeted harassment. Yeah, what like are you talking problem. about? <laughs> that's yeah, systemic well, sexism. <laughs> yeah, but like, to me, that doesn't seem like it's the company's fault. Like they're not like, it just feels like that's the environment overall. Like, any I don't any think it's company, any thing. company that has an environment, any, any company that has an environment where women are being sexually harassed and thus discouraged from applying there, that's the company's fault. Who, who else is to blame for that? Well, that's a bad culture? culture. I mean, corporations can't be blamed for everything. They exist for oh, the culture. I, honesty, I, we're, we're both neoliberal brothers. Corporations are our family. Okay. Of course, okay. corporations yeah. set culture. Bastia, or I mean, Warren, come on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make well, sure, you know, yeah. Okay. Because I, I grant your point but, that you're right, that, that uh, an enterprise has to do its part to facilitate, you know, I mean, the kind of environment it wants to create and that it should naturally take some kind of ownership for the environment that results but i do think that you know there's there are some no, elements of, of to course that too, yeah you know? one one company can't change you know societal culture all that i'm saying though is that when, when you know it seems like on one hand i mean literally on one hand we're saying well there's an environment where women are discouraged from entering an entire field because of disproportionate rates of sexual harassment well but of course that you know that that's not really a problem of culture or society well what else is to blame right of course we're all participants well, I don't in think that. I don't think anybody's fucking said that and to cut through the memes well, that's exactly like, what Rose said to be fair no uh and uh, I don't I don't think she said that at all and and basically to cut through the memes too here's the thing women are outperforming men at college women are outperforming men economically up until when up until they have fucking kids and they leave the workforce for half a decade to a decade. That's when they take the pay cap. That's where they take the hit. So that that's kind of where for me, it's like, what, what the fuck, you know, what, what do you want? Pick a lane. Like you can't okay. have Hold a family and be a maximized corporatist exactly. fucking capitalist girl ask, boss. Well, what do you, what do you mean when you say pick a lane? Are you referring to that women are leaving for a decade, half a decade when they get pregnant? Which jobs are these? It might be me. Forgive me. I hate being picky, Cherry. It's just that your yeah. audio seems a little bit muffled now. So might, might have switched mics. I can. We can still hear you, but just a heads up because otherwise the live chat will eat me alive. Mm. But in terms of Cherry's question, I'll give you a chance to respond. They're either unemployed or underemployed for five to ten years. Well, yeah, but in in a world where women are not compensated for the work that they do, which might be taking care of a family member, or taking care of a child, or something like that, that is a world with a systemic inequality that ought to be corrected. That's not currently how, being corrected. How do you want to correct for it? Oftentimes, oftentimes, also you'll notice that um, uh, that women will more often sacrifice their job time to go take care of domestic duties, and as a result, that kind of creates a feedback loop where when you've got two partners in the household, um, you're gonna and who you're deciding who takes off for the children for these duties, for these domestic duties. Um, obviously, the person who makes less is going to take off the time. And then as a result, then, you know, you, you keep getting that that feedback. And, um, and you know, oftentimes companies will look at women who um, are of childbearing age and see that as a as a um, as a. Uh, uh, detriment, whereas they'll look at men who are in, within that age and they'll they'll view that as um, 
uh, as as a benefit uh, to hiring that person, right? And so, um, if we if things like um, uh, paternity leave would be really great for men because we should probably have more men uh, uh, having the ability to spend time with their kids at home. We should um, uh, when when we even these uh, things as far as like pay gaps and stuff, you can definitely uh, see maybe more uh, couples will. Uh, take turns and who takes time off work and, and who sacrifices that work time for domestic duty. If we were, if we were to control all the social variables and give men and women an equal chance to opt out of the workforce, do you think that it's actually going to be a 50, 50 distribution on men either becoming underemployed or unemployed no, for half a decade to a decade? To, uh, I, what do we think it's going to be? I don't think it's 50, 50, but I, I, I think there's inherent like, um, mm-hmm. There's like inherent, uh, you know, obviously biological th- things that come into factor here, but um, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive to uh, to create the the circumstances where men can have that choice. Yeah, right. I mean, Stardust and, is ultimately right that you know you can control for the outliers all you like, but ultimately the point should be to have a society where the individual is free to pursue their own objectives, and then if more men, you know, than women pursue one thing, more women than men pursue another, that's fine. But what's important is ultimately, I guess that. People have as much freedom as possible to pursue what it is they individually want Listen, to pursue, right? If y'all, okay, if y'all want my wife to start working 50 hour weeks in order to pay for me to start taking care of the two kiddos or whatever and basically change out DVDs and diapers and piss and shit and fucking clean up the house and play video games when everybody's asleep, I'm okay with that. Listen, I'm perfectly okay with this. But the, but the point is that that's not reality. Well, just to be clear, are we talking about paternity leave is not reality? Because, I mean, they do that in some No, places. no, because paternity leave or maternity leave is eight months. Actually taking care of a child is decades. Well, so are you, so, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not sure what it is we're talking about then, because I don't know that anybody anywhere in the world does, like, full-time, permanent, state-subsidized uh you know, sure. stay at home. That, that's why I said women disproportionately yeah. are underemployed or unemployed for a decade. Well, uh, again, uh, again, if, if men and women are, are are in the same workplace and they uh, achieve, um, you know, s- like semi uh, comparable um, uh, rates of getting paid, then you've got the ability for for more ability within this this partnership for people to choose to take turns taking off for the kids, taking care of the kids, fathers to go and spend more time with their children. Um, and I think that's, if anything, that would be beneficial to a family. Why, well, uh, you know, I think if anything, a woman uh, disproportionately having to take off time because they feel like it's a better sacrifice because they get paid less um, uh, is just depriving these children uh, as well from having this, uh, having a father around to to also uh, assist them with some of these things that they have to go and attend. So. The so oh. so far this has been like a game of battleship where like all of y'all have just said shit that I don't disagree with. So you're just like fucking dropping artillery shells into fucking open water, like no nobody disagrees with like staying at home and playing with video games and taking care of fucking kids and shit what we're arguing is whether or not as a society whether or not we have screwed over women with these burdens whether or not we've screwed them over in the workplace where we're basically Mm. creating a culture war against the female gender where we're saying fuck you you're second class citizens you're going to eat shit and take it and my point is, no, the opposite has occurred. We oh, are in a society that yes. promotes and values women. Mm-hmm. It, it depends on no, who but, you're talking about. I would love to hear the examples. So, so I'm curious I, about I, some things. Like, for example, I I'm I get what you're saying. Like, maybe some things aren't visceral enough to rise that level. But I mean, other things seem like they would. Like, 
You know, haven't there been states now that have banned uh, abortion to the point where now people can't get abortions, even in many circumstances of rape or uh, medical situations where they might need them? And as a result, uh, women are being forced to bear children that uh, in some cases they don't want. Uh, women, or that is, say, girls who are not yet fully you know, grown adults are being forced to have children by agents of the state. Um, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty uh, shocking development among developed countries. Uh, and then also, I mean, it we seems have to hard add to say the that there's nothing really that rises to the level of a serious, uh, serious kind of issue. I mean, maybe not to me because I, you know, I can't get pregnant. I'll never have a child. But I mean, certainly for women, you know. I would say also that that's a that's a great example of like a very serious um, uh, kind of like culture war, it seems, especially when um, a lot of these um, that there are abortions, cases where abortions are just a medical necessity um, uh, for the woman. And uh, and now you see in states um, people talking about uh, a woman having being forced to carry pregnancies um, until the fetus inside them is already dead. Um, and so, um, so I do think that there is um, a very serious issue there. And and sure, maybe the the um, the work imbalances. There's always going to be some sort of imbalance there. But that doesn't mean we don't strive to um, make a work culture where where there's at least the choice for men and women. At least a choice. At least the individual choice. Regarding work culture, this might be an opportunity to talk about STEM fields in particular. And more importantly, more specifically, their disposition or their proportion of men, is this because of some sort of war on women or are there other reasons that it might be? Listen, I won't I won't forget the abortion stuff. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, I I won't forget the abortion stuff if you guys want to get into the abortion stuff real quick. But if you want to get into the work stuff real quick, like. I'm I'm okay with half the shit you're saying. And honestly, if, if you want to invert this shit, I'll invert this shit all day. You want to say that like two-thirds of women are graduating with four-year degrees and one-third of men are graduating with four-year degrees. Therefore, we need to get 50-50 representation for men. Sure, let's fucking do it. You want to get 50% male representation in teaching or nursing? Let's fucking do it. Based. Let's fucking go. Let's get some goddamn boys in this clue in the clue in the classrooms again to start fucking teaching some badass shit and mentoring our fucking youth. I'm all for the choice. I'm also all for optimization. What I'm not for, which I haven't heard from y'all tonight, but I'm just saying this is kind of the straw man of like progressives or liberals or whatever, is there is a disparity. Therefore, there is systemic injustice. Therefore, until we have equity, uh, fucking white straight men are fucking everybody else over. Which you can you can act like nobody's saying that shit, but I can just log on to Twitter.com real quick if you want. People are saying that. Lots of people are saying that. Our former president would have put many people are saying. I mean, it's true. Many people are saying. But again, we're we're talking about the the whole war on women, right? The idea that the way that you just framed it, basically, you know, society fucking over women. If if you agree with with you know the descriptive fact that women do a lot of uncompensated work, right? And that women are sort of shoehorned into many professions that lead them to you know, not make as much as men. You mentioned they don't work for, I guess, 10 years less uh, than the average man or something like that. Um, then you would agree that society is, propo- you know, forcing women externally to fit certain roles that lead to worse material outcomes for them. And if you, if you don't want to call that a war, that's fine. But if you agree that there's 
systemic inequalities that ought to be addressed with policy. I mean, it sounds like you agree. You're just you're just the upset fuck? with these Twitter people that I don't know you've made up or the people that you've nah, they're real. at you. But the no, no, no. no but this is actually a question. When you say they're being forced like to do this stuff, like in in what way, I guess? Well, we're talking we're talking about societal pressure, basically, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there might be I mean, some people who are holding more than societal. No, we don't. Can you repeat that? What about Besides, biology? Societal so pressure is is. I mean, we can't just we can't just ignore the only thing I was going to say. We, we can't just ignore the great impact that societal and social pressure has. I mean, <laughs> ask the average middle schooler uh, how much they feel the societal pressure around them. I mean, sure, sure certainly but, we can you know, we can resonate but, with that. Sure, that's know. not like the kind of standard that we should judge a free individual by, right? I mean, individuals ought to take no, it on themselves okay, to make their own choices to pursue what it is they that. want in this life. I mean, you don't judge them for that, but you want to understand. That, but. But you want to understand why people don't get to achieve maybe everything that they should or why they are coming up short. Like why a a woman who is maybe overqualified for a job is getting passed over for a promotion and understanding why she doesn't feel like she should get that promotion. Right. You want the you want the excellent people to uh, progress in this world. You want them to have these jobs. You want them to excel and to push for innovation. True. And if we want the best people yeah. there, yeah. we have to understand yeah. why they're not getting there. No, that's a good point. Well, I mean, I recently saw they're... something about, let me, I'll just, I'll shut up after this, but just because I really wanted to respond to that. I saw this really cool program um, from a group called Girls Who Code, where they're working with Raytheon Technologies, uh, the company currently <laughs> helping build the Javelin missiles, blowing up the Russian tanks in Ukraine. And, you know, I think that, you know, I saw a lot of people posting this meme that I think is just disgusting and sexist and repulsive and awful, uh, where they're saying, uh, oh, the next, uh, it's a picture of some people in the Middle East, and then there's a drone, and they're saying, oh, the next one is going to be sent by a woman. And it's like, first of all, drones are an important part of America's military uh, uh, position. And the fact that we have women working on them now, I think, is a good thing. It's important that we remain the most powerful country in the world and that there are no countries that can threaten us. And the fact that we are now taking advantage, not just of the talent of American men, but American women toward that goal, I think that's great. So but that's uh, I'm, thing. I'm excited we're about not, that. I think you're right. We're not just now taking advantage of it, but we're just now highlighting it because we understand that women are valuable here. True. So we know that showing them being valuable here instead of hiding them in history is going to be something that helps more women grow up and be not ashamed or not feel like they don't belong in this world or in this um, field or in this high-skilled uh, industry. And it's Even, people, honestly, like counterpoints that are like, I'm so sick of seeing this women representation. You're seeing it for a fucking reason. And also, I would like to add that even even for like forgetting about forget about these industries that we're talking about now, even female dominated industries uh, that in general are systematically undervalued and paid less, um, uh, even for men in those industries. Right. And though men who are in those female dominated industries tend to make more. Um, so so um, there are tons of jobs that are very valuable that should be paid more. Right. Uh, that are not that are not getting paid more. They're they're uh, like nurses should be paid more. There are female dominated industries that are incredibly I, important. I think nurses are actually high paying jobs. They are high paying jobs, but they should they should get paid more. OK, 
Okay, I haven't spoken in a while, so I'm going to say a few things, and I'll try to get through them quickly. So uh, I know this is going to back to what we said earlier in the conversation. I apologize. So first of all, there was a point made earlier in this conversation that women don't get paid as much because they don't advocate for themselves more. And I think the problem here is wage transparency. If people were more open about the dialogue, then we'd see that more often, and I think that'd be helpful. And also, at the end of the day, there is systemic problems, but at the same time, you have to put some of the accountability on yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. And if you feel like a situation is unfair... You need to be able to go to your employer and say that. I think men and women have two unequal situations. I think privilege, I mean, you can see it as a privilege or a disadvantage, depending on how you see it. Like men don't get to quit their jobs for a few years, but at the same time, you can say that those years aren't, you know, they don't get to work, whereas men get those extra years, which leads them to be more often to promote. I would say that women are more likely to do jobs where they enjoy themselves or are fulfilled by, whereas men more often will go to what pays me the most. And might be more miserable from it. I mean, that's my personal experience from my own parents and what I've seen, but it could be different for other people. Um, you know, if men try to stay at home, society is really harsh on them. And the last thing is the drone meme. I think it points out the absurdity of our culture focusing on the wrong things. Our country is literally killing innocent citizens worldwide. I mean, but what? we're ignoring that and we're putting more focus on gender equality. This, and I think that's what, the point of I, the meme. Can I respond to This is the war on Russian women. tanks. Those people are heroes who are developing those drones. The work they're doing is important. They're patriots, men and women. And frankly, I think it's great that women are doing this now too. More trans also, if I can just say that Yes. That wage transparency is the reason why we know that there's a wage gap. Um, so more wage transparency, that doesn't solve the problem. That is what's making us aware of the fact that the reason why some of this is because women don't know that they can negotiate because they are not socialized to have the confidence and to understand that they their abilities exceed in these industries. Um, okay. So you just said a whole bunch of like wonderful, empty sentiments. Congratulations. So, okay, hold on, hold on. So like, this is my thing. How far do y'all want to extend your logic? Like, I'm okay with extending your logic. As a matter of fact, like you kind of pointed out, in some circumstances, it's actually helpful. But, like, are we going to, like, extend this out into, like, MMA fighting? Electrical linemen? Are we going to extend this out into bricklayers and fucking uh, sewage workers and shit? Like, are we going to say okay. that it's systemic is this, racism is up until we have 50% fucking... Why is, is this, this a sneak line? line? Nobody who's, watches who's, the who's, WNBA? Get out of here. Well, nobody does equality. watch the WNBA, but that's not my point. But what Warren is the logical extension of your work? I don't think no, no, anybody's... Counterpoints. Hold on, just a second. Just yeah, really quick. Once. Uh, we'll give you a chance to finish counterpoints, and then we'll go over to Stardust. I think you have oh, a point. Well, well okay, yeah. So so I'll just I'll finish the idea really quickly. No, I don't give a fuck about the WNBA or women's soccer or any of that shit. What I'm saying is, where does the logical extension stop? Because so far, we have a formula in the formula is disproportionate uh, male income disproportionate male representation equals equal systemic uh, fucking gendered bias so if we have a job let's say 50 uh, percent ceos 50 percent uh, trans drone pilots 50 percent fucking raytheon engineers and all that kind of shit we, we hit all the cool jobs at that point, are we going to continue to extend the logic and say, ah, shit, only fucking 5% of bricklayers are fucking men, or excuse me, women. Only 5% of linemen and sewage workers are no. fucking women. We got to bump those numbers up, and we're just going to sociologically manipulate fucking women to doing these jobs until they fucking want to. Well, the, I think the bricklaying wow. jobs, the it's ones that you're anybody. talking about, those are very high-paying well, jobs, but those are jobs that have, uh, they don't have a... Um, a high pool of people willing to or skilled enough to work those labors. So I, that, I, I don't. I don't think anybody is going to deny that certain that sometimes uh, 
So, you know, certain genders gravitate towards certain jobs. Nobody's going to deny that. In fact, if you look at countries where there's more gender equality, you'll find that people diverge even more in the jobs that they choose. Um, but that that doesn't uh, take away from the fact that there are female-dominated do uh, industries that are underpaid, um, and uh, there are there is a real issue where women are uh, constantly and consistently sacrificing their work hours for domestic duties because they feel like they are the ones who are who have to do that because they're the ones who make less. Um, so so I'm not saying that we need to have quotas for the certain job industries or uh, anything like that. I'm saying we need to find a way to to even the playing field so people at least have the choice. I'm, I'm uh, you know, people are going to diverge on things. There, there's some there's just some natural divergence there. But people need to have the choice to to go out and, and pursue what they want in the workforce and, and and decide to when they want to sacrifice those work hours for their family. Can I ask a question that might, might, I'm curious what people, different views think about this. So if disparity suggests a uh, certain um, uh, inequality of access, just any disparity, um, then at what point do we, I guess, like, how would we ever know if, um, you know, if we all agree that perhaps things won't ever be naturally 50-50 just based on people's interests, how would we know whether we had eliminated, um, you know, enough uh, barriers to where we could confidently say, okay, the differences that are left are just based on individual choice and, um, you know, like, is there a way to ever know that? Or is it really, um, is Connor's, you know, what I'm thinking is Connor's straw man, is his point um, actually true that there is no way really to ever be fully satisfied that we've eliminated a lot of inequality unless things are 50-50? Or basically, how would we know? So, how could we measure? So if, I can, if I can address um, uh, counterpoints, I understand what you mean, that there are these, let's say, um, low, not low skill, but like blue collar jobs, right? Th these don't pay the best. And most men, they want to go after really high paying jobs. Um, but the problem is there's a lot, there's high demand for these blue collar jobs. And these jobs, a lot of them have union representation because for the high demand, it's easily to be it's easy to be replaced in those jobs. So what you can get paid usually goes down because you are replaceable. And for that, on top of a like 40 hour work week, that usually goes overtime and you're accompanied by short staff and you're overworked. In this regard, you wouldn't want it to be get these women out of the job, get more men to take these jobs. These, these people need them the money, you would want there to be a shorter work week, you would want there to be less hours worked, and for these jobs to actually be adequately staffed. And so where it's like an average paying job, there's a lot less stress in this like blue collar region. Because what we see with low with the um with like low demand jobs like plumbers and laying brick and stuff like that, um, or like fixing the like McDonald's um frosting machine or whatever it's called these jobs, no one's going after them. So they do end up to be like really high paying and honestly really dangerous. And that's like why no one's going for them. But the, like, because there's a demand to fill it, that's why it gets more money. Whereas like these middle, like blue collar jobs, maybe women aren't the problem here. And maybe they can be part of the actual solution here. Well, I'm not sure if I understand. Are you saying that the problem is that some people have to work too hard and there's too many hours and they get too much overtime? Because like it seems like for the people they're who do forced take that to work job, overtime. They, 
they want they're that. forced to work overtime you're we're talking about men being dissatisfied right men doing these blue collar jobs that aren't being paid very much because they would like to go for high paying jobs that they feel like they have to compete with women for so if we're if we want the quality of life to go up for men and for women to be able to compete for these high paying um high skilled jobs and there's men who are not matching up to women's skill and their graduation level, we should probably make it so that these blue collar jobs lead a more fulfilling life that maybe becoming like filthy rich isn't like the path or um, like you can make the the same amount of money now, but with a lot less uh, overtime, a lot less strain on your day to day life, more hours to your day, give them health care so that they can have an enjoyable life outside of their career. Uh, I, I would like to answer uh, Warren's. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. You you had asked earlier if there is a natural divergence, if there is going to be a divergence. How are, how are we going to determine um, that some of these uh, d- like disparities in pay um, uh, are not uh, uh, a result of actual inequality and just of personal preference? And I think we can determine that. We've looked at like uh, like gender equality and how it's measured in different countries, and we've seen that. Um, in these different countries where there's more gender equality, you see more women um, choosing uh, certain fields and more men choosing other fields. You see the, the, the divergence even more. So I think there are ways to measure this um, uh, without um, uh, th- that, that can make things pretty clear. Because if they're able to measure even that much, I think they're able to measure um, uh, these different disparities and, and uh, measure um, the opportunity that somebody has if they choose to sacrifice or not sacrifice. But uh, do, do I have to deal with that bludgeon? Hold on. Do I have to deal with that bludgeon a hundred fucking years from now when we have like 90% fucking nursing females, 90% teaching males, and we have like gender equity or equality, like across like all these different levels? Do I still have to hear that these industries are dominated by men because of the fucking patriarchy? I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily true. There are going to be some industries. It is completely fine that there are some industries that are dominated by males, and it's completely fine that there are some industries dominated by women. This again Sweet. happens in countries where it happens in countries where there's even more gender equality than there is here. And I think that that's fine, but we do have to acknowledge that there are certain industries that even though they we think that they're well paid or we think that um, we think that they're um, uh, uh, they're fine or whatever that are are systematically underpaid, um, and those tend to be female dominated industries that are very valuable industries. Um, and I'm not saying that there isn't going to be, you know, there, there's obviously going to be some natural divergence, but we want to make um, everybody have the equal opportunity to um, to make choices in their lives, whether they want to sacrifice that uh, their work hours for domestic duties or, or vice versa. So. Yeah, the issue, the issue isn't isn't the. Uh, unequal employment in a particular industry. Like if there's someone out, I mean, I'm sure there's some like weird, you know, person on Twitter who's saying like literally every industry should be 50, 50, you know, men and women or something like that. And some allotment for trans people. Right. But I mean, most people would just say that the issue isn't the unequal employment. It's if unequal employment is attributable to sexism or systemic sexism, right. That's the problem. Like that's the thing that you want to collapse is Mm -hmm. the systemic sexism leading to these unequal outcomes. So, but but how would you know? Because frankly, it seemed like, mm -hmm. you know, what, what Starda said was 
while other countries uh, offer some examples of how to measure it better, but I mean, admittedly, I didn't really hear a, a like kind of endpoint where we could know. Yeah. And then Sherry seemed to be saying that basically we have to reshape all of society, not just make things more accessible for women, but you know, change the fundamental nature of work, even for perhaps people yeah. who want to work lots of overtime. And yeah, and I mean, maybe. I don't want to. I want other people to have opportunity, but I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to change, uh, you know, my own uh, ability to work and earn and achieve. I mean, if I have to give that so up, that's I, not I'm not really interesting. So what I'm that. what I'm <laughs> talking about is not so much out. changing high. I'm just curious labor. what they are. That's all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not talking about changing high skill labor. But if we do look at the majority of jobs in this country, they are blue collar. Let's like look at Amazon Workhouse um, and FedEx delivery drivers, people like this, and it's it's individuals like Connor who understand, hey, as a man, I want to make money, right? That's my goal. Maybe I'm not like super motivated for like um, a high paying job because I'm interested in this. I want to make a lot of money because I want to support my family and that's what's important to me. And the fact that men will have like resentment for women who maybe deserve to be there and get there and they honestly don't deserve to be there they would lose to a woman we have to make it so that these men have satisfying fulfilling lives in their blue collar industry now i'm glad you mentioned that because that is an interesting point now i didn't really like the way you put it earlier when you said there are a lot of i might have scrambled but you are nevertheless probably correct that there are men who basically are somewhat invested in the status quo because they sort of fear that they would lose out on on, or they would have to change. They would have to work a little harder, yes. compete a little harder. I don't know how common that is, perhaps now compared to say the past when a lot of this got going. But I think there's probably something to that. And I sound like, like you're a, saying we need theory. to create opportunities, basically for low performers, because high performing women will compete, will outcompete lower performing men, and those lower performing men need to have opportunities that they can do, perhaps alongside lower performing. Uh, the only way to really help their industry um, become less stressful to have shorter work hours in the day and to have shorter work like work days in the week so that they can not feel like the entirety of their life needs to have the passion of their job. Mm-hmm. Right. We understand that there can be a gas station mm-hmm. worker who can have passions outside of being a gas station attendant um, and, and live like a go through art, go for for music or something, hobbies that make their life fulfilling. Whereas there's a lot of people who go into high careers like tech or or, or banking and stuff like that because they are uh, aggressively motivated in that way and they feel fulfillment in their lives in that direction. Mm -hmm. The only way you really get to that shorter week to allow people to have that sort of um, enjoyment outside of their life is to add women into the workforce, is to welcome them into doing these blue collar jobs because honestly, also, all women are not going to get high paying jobs. So if I might jobs. interpret this just to uh, put a point on it, it all right, sounds I want like to... then you're saying, perhaps I would even agree with this, that the way to have more time off is to increase the productivity of society overall. And that means high performing women should have the ability to get the best slots they can, just like high performing men should have the best chance to get the slots they can. The only thing I guess I would say is that it seems to me like the mechanism for um, uh, motivating people to work hard, irrespective of gender, is salary and pay. And it sounded like earlier, folks were kind of saying, well, people should generally be paid more as well. 
and I, I, I'm not sure that there's a better sorting mechanism that's out what there I'm, to sort well, no, people, there's, that's, you know, in terms of that's the why I'm willingness you, to strive. That's why I'm saying you change the blue collar industry, right? We already know high yeah. skilled jobs are going to get high paying money. But for the for the um, blue labor jobs who are they are in high demand. So they like that salary generally doesn't go up. It usually requires unions to negotiate and make sure salaries continue to increase as inflation increases. I'm going to disagree. People's jobs. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I think <laughs> I'm going to disagree this... because there are certain there are certain jobs uh, like blue collar jobs that are actually um, uh, it, a lot of people don't do them, and because there are few very few people to fill those slots, they get paid um, really really well. I don't think that there's. Yeah, I, those I, really, are I want low to demand, not high demand blue collar. Those are low demand blue collar like plumbing and like um, brick laying and stuff like that. And that's the why they, they, they get high pay. I, I think y'all are, no, 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 Anyway, I, I was just going to, to Warren's question, there are, I mean, to me, there are ways that you can, you can measure, you know, sexism in a society. I mean, none of them are entirely holistic or perfect, but you can try to, right? And insofar as you can, you, you should try and minimize those things. We can think of different studies that have been conducted, like um, uh, a favorite of, of many, like uh, sort of social scientists, because they're relatively easy to set up. And they're, and they're pretty good is the, is the resume studies, right? Where you take a resume and you just change the name to be you know, gender coded one way or another, or like race coded one way or another, and you see different outcomes, right? I mean, you know, why is it when you put a, a black or Hispanic sounding name, you get worse employment outcomes? Well, it's because of racism. Like that's literally the only explanation that you can think of, right? When you, when you change Mary to Mike, you get much different and disparate employment outcomes, right? Why, why would people be less willing to hire Mary, but more willing to hire Mike? Well, there's clearly some sexism that's going on there. And there's different designs that you can do for this, right? Uh, again, it's 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 less about you know the disparate employment outcomes, and it's more about the reasons for those employment outcomes than trying to uh, collapse any sort of structural um, lack of opportunity that women um, or any particular person might face, whether it be men or women or black or white people or whatever it is. Can I ask one? How do you? No, no, no. Fuck this. Fuck this. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus fuck Christ. Fuck this, Warren. Yo, how well, do you raise children equitably? What do you mean, Connor? How do you rate uh, exactly what I fucking mean? How do you have an exactly 50 50 fucking share of labor, domestic labor, income, hours off points. work? How are you not education? getting this? I feel like, no, no, I, 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 no, I explained ahead. this. I've explained this as simply as a human being can explain this. It My is comment not has about, nothing to do with anything you fucking said so far tonight. Well, then why did you say it then? Are you just, are you speaking because into I feel the ethos, like everybody not in on the response to anything anyone's saying? <laughs> no, I feel like everybody sidestepping the elephant in the room. I'm sorry for misunderstanding your point. I assumed it had to do with what I said. That was I have no, sidestepped. I, oh, <laughs> so there's going to be, how, how, how many times have I said it? How many times have I said it? There's going to be. Just to hear this point from Counter, and then we'll come right back to you, Stardust. Okay, yeah. So, so this, yeah, Econo Boy, you, you guys are all reforming the fucking labor market so men can be more sensitive and in tune with their souls, and they won't be labor, you know, workaholics, no and they can, they can, do, they can do, they can do, they can do. We want to feminize men. In, yep, yep. You're I get it. You're such a virtue signaler. Go you want to do? You want to <laughs> do? We're feminizing men. I'm, I'm going to be a little rude. There are I'm little tiny plastic men right here that I paint. 
I do the least masculine shit available. And I have hobbies outside of fucking work. You're talking to somebody who takes the advice that you're given, by the way. I just feel like the panel is largely sidestepping the main thing, which is pregnancy and child rearing. This is disproportionately going to affect women. There's no way around it. It's going to fuck up their careers. It's going to fuck with their hours. It's going to fuck with their bodies. It's going to fuck with their brains. It's going to fuck with everything that they fucking do. Okay. No one so, um, is encouraging uh-huh. all women to go into high skilled jobs. No one's encouraging all women to forego the family life okay. for a demanding career. Right? We already have. No, we women are. In we are absolutely encouraging people to do I, that. I've, I've, I've explained it so many absolutely times already in here that there's all there's always going to be some sort of divergence, and there's always going to be some then sort of disparity. Me. Then you're on my uh, side. No, not I am not on your side because I think we can still me. do better. Okay. What about okay. so, so, so do the so fucking can... better, but nobody gives a shit. Like so, what you want so me? Counter, you think again, I want men and women to do worse? Do you think that's my argument? Like no, no. I, I men, think I think you're. Men I think do you more. Sa- look, bad. Connor, you sound super bitter about this, and I'm not trying to be. I'm not oh, trying shit. to. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to put men down. I'm not trying to put uh, uh, families down. If anything, I am trying to advocate for a world in which more people have the agency to spend time with their families. That's all I'm trying to advocate for here. All right. Uh, Who disagrees with that? I I think you've been incredibly bitter this entire time. It's very hard to like even make an argument. Y'all are like not listening to the words I'm saying. I feel like catching the emotion. I'm engaging with you. I'm engaging with you. You're just super mad, man. No, I don't think I don't think Connor's mad. I'm tired as fuck. This is like the chillest I've ever been. I, I think, think in my here. in my theory of a future, I do address a lot of what you're talking about. This idea that the uh-huh. the husband and the wife can both work. They will have a shorter work week. Um, they will have shorter work hours during the day. Ideally, we would provide pre-K and our schooling system would be ideal. There would be after school programs. You wouldn't you wouldn't be working the crazy hours, the overstressed weeks that you would have more time in your day to enjoy your time with your family and raise your kids. Perhaps so, we could go a so, little yeah. farther and consider communal parental arrangements. I mean, they oh, did yeah, yeah. some of the communism in Israel in the 1950s. Wow. And they <laughs> had some outcomes that people Raising really your children. I mean, you know, I think it's worth do. considering, is it really worth talking about this in the, you know, individualist framework that, that everybody's been talking about it in so far, where there's mom and dad? I mean, what about Hillary Clinton's book, It Takes a Village? You communal know? ownership of children. Come I'm not on, saying ownership of children, but you know, I mean, if we're going <laughs> to talk about the government going full scale anyway, you know, and doing a lot of other things with the economy, well, there are examples of communal living arrangements that nobody talks about anymore. Why not? Well, yeah, the, why not like, have the idea a communal is, uh, child rearing, uh, not rearing, yeah, who's going to take on center. disproportionate labor in the communal look, the, living look, scenario? Look, the, the idea that it takes a village, I think most people would agree with that, right? It's pretty difficult being a single parent out there. Um, to, to address Connor's point directly, I mean, I think that what Connor brings up is the idea that, well, you know, women have this sort of inherent inequality that affects their labor outcomes, right? They, they get pregnant. They have children, right? So how does, how does society address the fact that women get pregnant and have children? Aren't they always going to be burdened by this, right? And I think that that's where, you know, Auto people boy, like nice. Cherry... 
Rose. Well, yeah, but I, I, so I understand your point to respond to it. I think that's where people, I would assume Cherry, Warren, and, and Stardust, and I would all agree that, of course, that exists, right? Um, however, I think that what we would also say is that insofar as women have, number one, a free choice of that pregnancy, and number two, that that pregnancy does not necessarily systemically disadvantage them for labor market outcomes, then that, that's totally fine it's for going women to, to take time off. Yeah. No, no, but okay, it doesn't, so it doesn't, it's going it, doesn't to. Have, so here, it doesn't have to, we, though. That's, that's how. We've actually already seen legislation trying to help with this with um with families who the wife does get pregnant wife is raising kids and so they're they're cutting down to a one income household where we do live in an era where most families need two incomes right we saw the child tax credit so that's essentially our government maybe this is the village we provide money to the mother and essentially we value stay-at-home moms in this way. We make it a job. We make it an income, an income that's going directly to raising that kid. So we are placing value on women who do not choose to join the workforce, but instead want to stay home and raise kids. I would still support that and maybe even increase how much they gave. Rose, any thoughts? Yeah, I have a lot. So I'm going to do this whole thing again. Apologize. So first of all, I think one of the main things that's a huge problem when women are forced to work nine to five and they're expected to do most of the homework. I think this tends to lead to negative outcomes for women. I think the solution to that is to create an environment where it's more accepting and more financially like viable to actually be a stay-at-home working woman. Because we used to have these, like you know, you just mentioned, there used to have these one-income households, and we don't have that financial economy anymore. I think there's a lot of great women who are getting overlooked. The problem is when you say things like there's a lot of mediocre men, that kind of falls on deaf ears, just the way you phrase things. I know it means the same thing. Um, why do women get paid less? Personally, Men can handle reasons. being called mediocre. They need to start accepting it. I don't think that's going to win anyone over. And I don't like that language, but whatever. Uh, I just think that why do women jobs get paid less? There's a few reasons. I think the main one is that when people get paid, it's directly correlated to what the market value of those jobs are. And that the jobs that women tend to choose, you know, tend to be different in that way. But however, I would say if there's no shortage in job openings, then the pay is going to be lower because they're not desperate for people. They don't need to like hire the wages so that they can have people that work there. There's already like a huge supply and there's a huge demand, so they don't need to do anything there. Also, I would say um, a greater issue overall is that wages should be increased. You can argue that people work in factories, like where food production is made, like that's the most important of all. We saw what happened in the pandemic. The people doing the basic jobs are basically upholding the whole system. Why aren't they getting paid more? Like, I don't think it's just like a men, women thing. I think that there's some valid points to be made there, but I think it's more complex than just that. Well, like, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think men, I, I, today, man, they're getting paid, I, they should be paid. I don't, I don't think women just, have a monopoly of on, on, on being underpaid. That's, I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I mean, but everything you just described is a systemic inequality, right? When, when women are sort of socially uh, uh, cordoned off into care type roles that pay less, right? Okay. There was a, there was a study that showed that uh, states that had more gender accepted, or I could say a more uh, less traditional uh, family role structures, women tended to have less proportional roles in child care activities and child care positions which pay less and the gender pay gap was lower because of it i mean everything that yeah, Econo- like Rose, Econo- this whole debate, I, I feel oh, like you can under- one, one, i feel like you one, can one more me. sentence one more uh-huh. sentence is that well it seems like rose every time you, you're talking you you mentioned systemic inequality systemic inequality systemic inequality but but then you're saying well there, there's no war on women it feels like we just have a problem with the word war but we're agreeing that systemic inequality exists i mean sure we okay agree then. E- econo boy well, i yeah. feel fuck me okay go ahead Shut up, counterpoints. God. No, I, what have you got? Well, if counterpoints, you uh, if you have a thought <laughs> that was related to an earlier point from Econo Boy, I'll give you a chance. Otherwise, Rose, if you have something yeah, can you want I, to respond to from a later point from Econo Boy. Can I? I got the. Right uh, 
I got the right. coronavirus, and my brain's my brain's a little fuzzy. So, Econo Boy, I feel I feel like you can hear me and and, and track exactly what I'm going to say. I hear Y'all, you. I love right. you. I love I you too. Respect you. Thank you. Um, so, I feel like with the variables that we're talking about, y'all are bringing up variables that we can fix, hypothetically. We might disagree on whether or not they can be fixed, but we believe that they can be fixed. Better work hours, better worker conditions, better uh, family care, better hours, blah, blah, fucking blah. Why right? do you address okay. Econoboy if we're, you're talking about all of my ideas that I've said on this Because panel? I'm sexist. God. <laughs> so, and anyways. mediocre, by the way. Thanks. Uh, women need to accept the fact that they're fucking mid, okay? Wow. Um, and so, Econoboy. The but what I'm saying that I want you to address is that there are fucking there are just some things about pregnancy and child rearing that are going to hit women disproportionately. And when you have people like Sherry and like uh, Stardust and like Warren saying, we just want to balance out the opportunities, but we don't care if we actually have a 50-50 representation across the board on the higher ends of shit. We just want to maximize the opportunities for everybody. Then you're still going to have a disproportionate fucking hit for women just because of the way that markets, pregnancy, biology, and child rearing work. So you're saying okay. you can solve the system. I don't think you fucking can because of the way it works. So here we go. I know that you're talking to you're addressing Econoboy, but you're kind of talking to me and addressing all of my points. So I'll respond to you the same True. way that I think there are men who it. need to be told that they're mediocre. There are women who need to be told that, hey, you go raise a fucking family. This is what you want to do. Okay. You're going to be miserable trying to work a, a an office job, trying to work a desk job. That's not for everybody. We understand that. And sometimes it's OK to choose tradition. Sometimes not being an independent girl boss is perfectly fucking fine. You can go, you could be the, the white girl with the fucking white sweater and the Ugg boots and live, laugh, and love. I love that for you. Just live your life the way that you want to do it. Be the type of woman that you want to be. Be the mother you want to be. I'll have a question when you're done. career woman that you want to be. And, and let that happen and let that exist. And I think that stuff like the child tax credit allows women the opportunity to choose that. I want okay, to say I have a question really though. Hold on. As an ordinary citizen, it. I'm totally okay with doing things that don't cost extra money for me, but I'm very skeptical of doing things that will cost extra tax money for me, especially Thanks. in a time of rising international competition where we need to increase. So, Bastia, do you think that investing on, in our new Sherry. generation is costing you taxpayer dollar or is it um, saving you money in the future? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, that's really, guess, I guess, what it, where I'm, why I mention it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested oh, in. Uh, reducing discrimination, but I'm not interested in paying more to reduce the discriminatory behavior that other people engage in. I'm not engaging in this behavior. <laughs> okay, hold, hold the fuck up. So we're, we're drifting away. We're drifting away. What do you got too. counterpoints? So I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious. Like maybe there are things we can do, perhaps that you know, cost more, cost less. You know. Um. Okay, we're drifting away from a point that was a question to Econo Boy and is now a question to Sherry because she's saying that I fucking basically she, she addressed all of your me. points. Okay, <laughs> so the question is pregnancy and raising children disproportionately affects women. Y'all concede that there's systemic shit that we can fix and that will improve outcomes for most people, particularly when it comes to a quality of opportunity but not a quality of outcome. So what I'm saying is 
there's an equality of outcome like prescription from y'all. You're saying you can solve the gender pay gap. You can solve this disparate outcomes between men and women. But then you're also leaving in the fact that people are going to make choices that they're disproportionately going to affect women. And pregnancy is the fucking nuclear bomb of goddamn choices when it comes to outcomes. So how do you defuse the nuclear fucking bomb? Because so far I haven't heard it at all. I think okay, they've explained how yeah. it's just, it seems uh, like yeah. you don't believe What's the that how the possible. child tax credit count. Yeah, how are we explained you, it? Do you think that makes up labor pregnancy? There's 167 like hours in a week. $300 doesn't make up for 167 hours. Gentlemen, I have to just one at a time in terms of, I think they heard you, Connor points. So that was pretty loud. <laughs> I went five. first, James. But Everyone Warren, heard it. But Warren, I would if, love to hear what a convoy has to say. I bet he has a really good point. <laughs> well, right hold now. on, just because I, well, I wasn't sure if Warren was heard. And folks, let me know in chat if Connor uh, points I'm was just heard saying, or I heard think, or not. I think we understand. At least I think I understand your point, Connor. It just seems, it seems like you're concluding that no program of basically transfer payments, like Cherry was talking about, or, or kind of other ideas like that. It sounds like you're just saying that's. Hey, that's cute, but that's bullshit. Doesn't matter whether you want to do it or not. That's not going to make up for pregnancy because pregnancy is just such a big thing. I mean, that's is that not basically your point? Okay. Yeah, it's a fucking Band-Aid on a gunshot yeah, so wound. If it's I, fucking crazy. If I can answer that, if I can answer that, there's a lot of families that have a two-household income, but it's the wife, the, the mother, who is working her job to take a large portion of that pay to pay for, like, daycare, child care. So you're saying... Mm -hmm. We're saying that there is going to be a credit that goes to the mother. She's going to do the labor, but we don't have to worry about like $2,000 a month for a random person to watch your kids. You're going to do that. But here is going to be enough money to make sure that you have food in the house, that your, that your kid is clothed, and that you can invest in their like education. And obviously, mm -hmm. it's not just throw a random amount of fucking money at them, but it's not going to equal that to working a job if you have another income in your mm -hmm. household. But you don't want to think that our uh, our congressmen can like well, create like common sense like uh, yeah, a look, tax the, whatever for that. There's there's basically I, I can think of three reasons why pregnancy would lead to like systemic inequalities for women, right? So one might be like the social attitudes of pregnancy. So like employers look at a pregnant woman and they say, I'm not going to hire her because she's pregnant and she's going to have to take six months off to take care of the baby. Well, I mean, sure, you society's already addressed that to some extent. You can make it illegal. You can have you know, report, you know, a lawsuit and sort of, you know, legal remedies for that kind of thing, you know, on the private and public market, you know, so I feel like society can address that. The second thing is loss of income, right? I mean, if you're out taking care of a child and you're not uh, out working, right, you're not making money, right? And so that's what we've said in this panel a thousand times is uncompensated work. Society can come in, compensate women and, you know, basically stay at home parents for the work that they're doing, taking care of their children. And then the third thing that I can think of is loss of uh, work experience, you could say, right? So, you know, if, if you're taking care of a child for five years until they go to to kindergarten, well, that's five less years of work experience that you have. And so you're going to enter the labor market, labor market, say at 30 with five less years of work experience as male, you know, 30 year olds, right? And well, society can do a couple things to solve this. That's not perfect, right? But you can provide education to these women, right? You can give them, like I said, money so that they can afford to train themselves. You can also uh, engage in certain, uh, you know, certain policies that many governments engaged in, right? You can look at different policies and uh, there's a reason, for instance, that the Middle East and former USSR countries have these incredibly high rates of uh, attainment in STEM degrees for women, right? It's because the government engages in education campaigns because they're aware of that systemic inequality and they try to address it. And those changes seem persistent 
to this day. And so it appears that those types of campaigns really work to address those things. And so, you know, three the three things that I can think of, at least when it comes to being pregnant and that those leading to worse outcomes, it seems like society can actually address all of those things. Well, for what it's worth, though, what? it does seem like you were conceding part of what Connor is saying in the sense that you can do something to address them, but you can never really completely close that gap because there's no substitute for the time spent raising the child, was, having the pregnancy. Well, no, no, because like, there's, there's no way there's, to ever really fully close the gap. No, no there's always, there's always, yeah, there's, there's always, uh, it, it depends on what your preferences are, right? If your preference is I want to uh, have a career and you get pregnant, right? Then obviously the pregnancy is going to be somewhat burdensome on that career in the sense that you're going to have to take at least a few weeks off to have the baby and recover and stuff like that, right? There's, there's always going to be some minimal level of of burden that you have, sure, oh, right? We have substitutes um, for that, Econa Boy. We well, that's do have no, but Cherry, I'm, we have you're, maternity you're, you're leave. Let's hear the rest of what Econa Boy has no, to cause, say. No, because because she's oh, thank you, you know, for sticking up and making sure men talk. Go ahead, Econa well, Boy. Well, Cherry, it's just that you're interrupting, but I'm actually agreeing with you. That's that's exactly right. What I just said was that there are actually policy solutions to all of these problems that go towards solving that gap. I mean, there's a reason that there are many households with both children, but also women that earn more, right? It's because apparently there are solutions to these problems. And insofar as people are sorting themselves out based on a free choice, positive liberty, like Warren mentioned earlier, that's totally fine. I mean, that's that's all we're saying. Okay. So I, I want to address that there's actual solutions for this and people have already um, come to the conclusion that women getting a maternity leave accompanied by paternity leave is really what you need for a child to get the adequate attention from the parents to still have a healthy upraising. And that after, I think it is a three to six month period, that there is no harm in the parents going back to work and that the child was able to bond with the parent efficiently enough that you would want the child to be able to have a healthy relationship with the family and socialize with their parents. So we have addressed this and it's not in every industry, but it is something that is progressing towards more industries. Well, just to okay. be clear, though, Sherry, do you disagree with what I said earlier where I was saying it sounds like there are ways to close that gap somewhat, but it doesn't sound like there's really a way to make up for time. I mean, you can and only can, make it less harmful. Can I, can I demonstrate that, that economically? Completely close that? Yeah, so if I, if I could demonstrate that economically, my son, who I have, because I have a fucking child, uh, you know, he sleeps eight hours a night, right? So that leaves 16 hours in the day. 16 times, let's just assume my wife is going full-time. 16 times 7, that's 112 hours. 112 hours out of the week, let's pay her minimum wage because, you know, fuck women and shit. So that's $900 a week. So 900 times 4, that's $3,600. You're just going to start paying people with kids that money? Like, where the, where the fuck no. is this coming from? I ex- we we I should pay women when they raise you- kids. Of course we no, should. I explained to you that you don't have to give them With what money, money to someone boy. who is doing a daycare the societal career, money. right? If there is another um, income in the household, you factor that in and you uh, you you dump, you size it down. Who the, we're not who replacing... the fuck wants to work full time with a kid anyways? Like, like I don't want to work full time with a fucking kid. I'd rather hang out with my kid. Like, like fuck well, and that's why we're not. And that's, that's why you don't choice. give them the same pay as like a, a high career job or something like that. Like there's still, it's still encouraged that maybe um, like this money is for the child, not so much a replacement for just um, existing in this world. Like we don't want people just popping out kids instead of contributing to society. 
we still want people to have kids in a healthy way. And so it's encouraged mm-hmm. that you have a two-parent household. One person is working, but we are putting value on the stay-at-home mom in that situation by not giving her a full career's job, like compensation, but giving her enough so that she does feel valued in her job and that she is um, contributing to society and having some form of uh, independence in doing so for her child. Okay, I understand what you said. I'm going to take that in take that under its full context and not be shitty about anything that you just said. What I am saying, though, back to you is that we use societal metrics for outcomes like years in career and pay and education mm-hmm. and mobility and all that kind of stuff. I'm saying even if we do what you do, women will be disproportionately fucked over by having a kid. Even if we say you're saying if they want dads, to go back into you can, the workforce. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying when when okay. and if they want to go back into the workforce, they will probably be five years behind their peers experientially, training-wise, pay-wise, promotion-wise, nepotism-wise, all of that stuff. They will be behind. And because we're boiling it down to a choice where some men can stay home and some women can stay home, I almost guarantee you, even though the memes about being a gamer dad are fucking out there, it's going to be eight to fucking two. It's going to be four to one. Uh, fucking men to women and women to men, people who stay in the workforce versus stay home. It's it's going to fall along gendered lines. Also, you said like, okay. oh, we have to bring up a system for bringing up healthy kids. Yeah, we've had that for a long time. It's uh, men fucking do I mean, a majority of the goddamn work and then women focus on the kids. That's the system. We're progressing towards it with the paternity leave, uh, family leave, I guess is what they want to call it. But I understand what you're saying. The idea that you would have kids and maybe if you choose to be a stay at home mom and when your child grows up that you then want to go back into the workforce and you will be behind. Um, I'm sorry, but this is kind of being an adult. You kind of have to plan your life. And if you chose to have kids and that's held you back five years in your career, I think that's reasonable and you shouldn't be ashamed of that. And coming back at a um, five years behind in your career shouldn't be shunned. And if you truly like that career, you will put the effort in to go and climb back up. You shouldn't be on par with someone who has been in the workforce for five years while you are raising a kid. Do not feel ashamed for taking five years off for raising your kid. I love that. Now tweet it and let's see what the reactions are. That was a That's long a tweet, point. Connor. <laughs> well, I, I think that is a that is a fair point. I mean, that's while I agree with what Jerry said, I find it. I think that would be. I think there's never the, that the sentiment you just expressed, Jerry. Um, I don't know that there is a lot of um, like. I think you're right because ultimately, what's the alternative? Sure. That somebody who's done that work is set uh, in relative terms back. But at the same time, there mm-hmm. is a lot of I think frustration with the the lost time it's viewed yeah, as a loss because we are so be, yeah. we are so competitive and mm-hmm. um and maybe in comparing our lives to others and we're not so much focusing on what makes us happy but comparing our lives to other people and seeing what makes them happy and aspiring for it and this is just really an overall unhealthy way that we're living our lives in society mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to break from it why why sorry it, it's just fucking hell Okay. Why do we need to break from it? So, so for instance, Uh, like I'm okay with all the incentivization. I'm okay with the equality of opportunity. I'm okay with saying you do you girl boss, whatever the fuck. What I am saying though, is why do we need to break from kind of like the function? Like why, why is there even the impulse? Because I, I think with social media, 
um, especially, this idea of being competitive, I think it works a lot for certain people. I think it drives a lot of people and motivates them and makes them better. But I think for many others, maybe a majority of other people, it stresses them out. It makes their life feel um, lackluster. They feel unfulfilled in comparison. And really, they are held to a lower regard for it. And they don't have the flashy things to display. Um, they don't have a lucrative career. They don't have nice cars, which are all the things that we thumbs up in this world on social media among each other. Uh, that's why I think it's unhealthy. And not because this never works out that way, but I think for most people, this is not working out and it's um, contributing to a unfulfillment in their lives. Okay. Based. Any all right. Um, I just... Before yeah, I was going to say, OK, so before I saw some of you mention, like, why are, you're confused as to why I say things that I do, yet I'm so adamant that there's not a one woman. So I'll tell you. But first of all, I'm not going to deny that gender biases do exist because they always have. And let's be honest here. 2022 is the best time to be a woman in human history. So to say that there's a one woman now makes no sense to me. And let's be clear that when most people say there's a war on women, I assume what people are referring to is this active campaign by so-called backwards Republicans who want to roll back women's rights which is kind of a key buzzword to say basically abortion. They'll mention a case of someone who was like 10 or 14 years old and wasn't able to get one, which is obviously awful, but it also doesn't really represent most of the cases. Whatever, I don't want to get into an abortion because I don't think this is what it is. My perspective, I've been raised in a liberal family. I've heard feminist messages my whole life and how awful this be woman. I transitioned and I feel like society treated me better. I just don't see enough to really suggest that there's this like huge societal campaign against women. I just personally don't feel that way. Any last thoughts from anybody else? Otherwise, we're going to jump into the Q&A. want to say, folks, if you happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat. If you at me, namely at Modern Day Debate in the live chat, that's one way to ask a question. And we frankly don't have very many questions. So it's a great opportunity to fire them in the old live chat and we can read them. But any last thoughts from anybody yeah, else before I, we do that? I do want to say one thing. Um, I appreciate the exchange and I tried to try to contribute to it with some of my questions a little bit here and there. But I, I just have to say, Cherry, I know that... Um, you know, when you, you described uh, some men as mediocre. Well, I felt like I didn't like that as a man. Um, I do like yeah. the idea of people in society being more eager, more comfortable saying, uh, you know, uh, hey, you suck, do better. And in that sense, um, I hope that we can get to a point in society where we are prepared to call uh, both men and women uh, mediocre uh, if they are not performing as well as they should, because I, hey, yeah. Warren, I, I, I only didn't like it because I felt like it wasn't widely enough used. So it's probably the experience of a lot of women going into the workforce, that they aren't good enough, that they don't compare to a man. And you got passed over for the job because you're kind of mediocre compared to this guy. So it hurts. It doesn't feel good. Um, and I imagine it didn't for the women in those careers either. Any last thoughts? Otherwise, we're going to jump right into this Q&A. This one yeah, actually, sorry, sorry, I'm going to be a little going to kind of hammer this home a little bit. So if I if I was to summarize this conversation, listen, they, there's a lot of things that we actually don't disagree on. Like, for instance, if you're like, we want to create actual equality of opportunity, we want to minimize the way in which uh, the system forces women to be wives and mothers and they don't feel like they have a choice between their career and having kids. Uh, we want to make sure that fathers or men 
who want the opportunity to stay home with their kids have the economic and social support services in order to be able to do so. So they're not forced into a gendered role that they feel like they're boxed into. I'm okay with all this shit. Honestly, like if my wife was like, Hey honey, I'm making a hundred grand a year. You fucking go stay home and play with the kids. I'm doing that shit in a heartbeat. I just think that what's, what's happening, not necessarily on this panel, but what's happening in general is people use disparity and outcome as an excuse to say that there's discrimination. And I think that there are some variables in here that are so complex and so uh, basically uh, detrimental to the variables that we're talking about that we will never achieve the society that the equity people want us to achieve. So y'all y'all want equity or equality of opportunity, not equity. I'm fucking down. Um, if you want equity and you're in the chat, you can eat a bowl of dicks. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I think... Go ahead. Uh, I guess I guess what I would say is when 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 it comes to stuff like this, like again, I'm not somebody who is um, denying biology, right? There's just like going to be inherent um, uh, areas where um, uh, even even just gender, um, uh, there are going to be areas where men gravitate, where women gravitate, uh, women. Uh, have pregnancy. Pregnancy is something, it's just a biological reality. You know, I'm not trying to um, deny that. If anything, I think that we have to acknowledge the biological realities um, to uh, achieve more equality of opportunity. Um, uh, I think, um, I just think that there are ways in which we can um, uh, advocate uh, for um, women to be able to have more mobility in the workplace and, and be punished less for raising children um, uh, so that people can live healthy and happy lives and we can have healthy and happy families. Um, and really, uh, you know, what I'm aiming for is, you know, uh, is, is really pro, you know, family stuff, really, at the end of the day. So. You got it. Anybody else? I hope that we, uh, in, in the ages to come, do give some thought to technological solutions to some of these issues. Artificial wombs, for example. Um, you know, as, as technology advances, uh, perhaps we will find ways to circumvent some of our social problems uh, through more scientific, uh, scientific approaches. So keep them in mind, folks. They've done it with lambs. Soon enough, they should be able to do it with people. You got it. Any last thoughts? Otherwise, want to um, say I just. I'm sorry. I just want to say I love you, Star. I'm sorry. I'm such a snark on here. Oh no, it's fine. I, I didn't take it any. Per, uh, take it up personally. Hopefully, hopefully you didn't take anything I said personally either. So. Star yeah, deserves it, and nobody feels sorry for. But with that, yeah. we're going to go into the Q and A just a moment. I want to say we appreciate all of our guests. They are linked in the description, folks. So if you'd like to hear more, you've been exposed to their views. You can learn more about their views by clicking on their links in the description box right now. And that includes at the Modern Day Debate podcast. As all of our debates and panels end up on the Modern Day Debate podcast, where our guests are linked there as well in the description box for the podcast episode. With that, thanks very much for your questions. We're going to jump right into it with Malabia. Thanks for coming by. Says, hi, James. Hi, Stardust. And glad to see the rest of you. Glad to have you, Malavia. And we're looking for substantive questions. So I'll at least, <clears throat> this one really isn't. But I'm going I'm to at least read one. They say, a war on women is as silly as flat earth. But we're also looking nice. for substantive questions for the Q&A folks. This one from Sunflower says, The nature of all female mammals is to nurture and closing guard, th closely guard their offsprings. Why is human 
why are human women doing this suddenly? Why? Okay. Why is human women Jesus, doing this Jesus, how thing badly fucking written is this question? Suddenly yeah, the yeah. fault of society. <laughs> I'd like and to say, women, the person who wrote that said, comment should be thankful that we no longer live by the rules of nature because by judging by their grammar, they clearly wouldn't cut it. Jesus. They say, oh, no, the second part was my fault, I think. <laughs> they say, uh, women evolved to leave the workforce after giving birth. Women evolved to leave the workforce? How insane is that comment? Human civilization is not the product of evolution. It is fortunately a deviation from evolution. And to say that we oh. are, are have evolved to uh, evolve. Make that the fucking next to topic. The Jesus what Christ. Are, what are postmenopausal women made for? Men? What, are, what is the evolution? Uh, I would like to ask this person that, with the super chat. What is the, the uh, uh, why Why do we have, why do postmenopausal women even exist? They should just die after they ha go through menopause. Well, back in the day, I, they did. They, they well, clearly women live longer than <laughs> men do. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, because we work. I don't. I don't think. I don't know about that. It's because just, you guys uh, take a lot more dumb risks. Maybe it's I do, a little I, bit I, of that. I, I, I do I want to say think, that I, I certainly wouldn't attack anybody if I thought their question was phrased that way because English is their second language. I'm only attacking people because it sounded to me like they were engaging in the naturalistic fallacy that things which are natural fucking are racist. Well, like I, I mean, obviously, like I remember, I heard a philosopher once. He he, uh, he was arguing with some uh, religious theologian. He he basically said, you know, well, what makes what makes us so special? The question was, what makes us so special if there's no God? To which the philosopher said, well, I mean, there's a lot of things that obviously make humans unique and special relative to other animals, right? I mean, of course that's the case. So you know, you ask the question, right? Why would why would you know human women want to not necessarily nurture their children or or, or want to work outside the sort of uh, naturalistic gender paradigm? Well, I mean. It's for a lot of reasons, right? We're we're allowed to contemplate those things, or we're able to because we're humans. You know, we have that ability. So, sounds like a bunch of post postmodern post biological bullshit to me, but okay. Oh, and Marxist postmodern post neo Marxist. Clean your room, buddy. Okay. This one from Bubblegum yes. says, "Bruh, how is repealing the nineteenth a war on women?" <laughs> Look, all that would do is end women's suffrage, you know? And if, if you believe in the suffering of women, then what the fuck? I mean... I only giggled because Warren did. <laughs> Go ahead. Anybody else who had a response? Nah, nah. That's... Econo Boy hit it out of the park. This one coming in from Melody Kate. Thanks so much. Says, it seems that women are truly hated by so many people on the debate and in the chat. We deserve to be who we want to be. As a tech person, I promise there is discrimination. No, I mean, it is absolutely true that there is, you know, I tried to ask some questions and get other things, but I mean, spending, uh, you know, I guess the first two or three of these online debates I did when I started doing this stuff, it becomes obvious that women just get talked over more, that men are quicker to talk over them, like that there is definitely an element of sexism. I'm not saying anybody did that in particular here or anything, but I think that that's like, it's obvious that those are real and abiding factors in society. The reason I was asking some of the questions I was asking is, I mean, it does, you know, the, the question really is, should the state do anything about that? Or should we as individuals just be more mindful of things? And to me, I guess that's kind of the most interesting point is, what do we think the government should do? Because that's when we start saying, okay, well, I'm going to reach my hand a little deeper into your pocket or change your life or send the police out for X, Y, or Z a little more often or something which is why I think that's a point to, to focus on instead. But that's absolutely true. Anybody else? Counterpoint. Look, I'm on board with what Warren said 
anarcho-communist uh, communes raising of children. I'm on board with that. Bastiat said it first. Uh, I second it. Okay, now. He goes by uh, Warren separate. now. Please use his correct name. You can yeah, call you me go. anything you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. I like that amount of Panama Boomer jokes. So the, no. So human human beings, while amazing, are not separate from fucking nature. The it, It's like the height of fucking arrogance to believe that we're separate from nature or biology. Absolutely. Like, like you can engineer against human nature, but the best engineering of like human beings is oftentimes working with nature, like Pavlovian response and training and like food reinforcement and positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. These are all things that are rooted in nature. So to pretend like we can just engineer past our own desires or engineer past what's good for the species, it, it's post-human bullshit. Uh, fuck no. I mean, don't you think that eventually it would be possible? I mean, in some ways it already is possible. Yeah, sure. If you want to create the Terminator fucking movies and you want to have like uh, the Matrix and post-humans fighting fucking classic humans. Yeah, sure. If you want to go that far, go that far. I'm more of like a CRISPR gene editor, peak humanity kind of person. I don't like the fucking robot shit. So this one coming in from do appreciate your question. Oliver B. Perez says, how do you think this debate will age in the far future with the singularity around? Well, obviously, I'm the one that talked about artificial wombs being the way to resolve questions of pregnancy and perhaps abortion as well. So, I mean, I guess in that sense, I've taken the most future friendly of takes that the only way to really solve this stuff long term, you know, we can get closer to it with policy, but the only way to really address it long term is to transcend our limited human meat forms i'm tired of my meat body i can't wait till i have a metal body exactly all humans should be born in a tube me more than anybody artificial wombs i'm all for that (laughs) you got it and thank you very much this one coming in from just a moment page is loading but i want to remind you folks our guests are linked in the description if you have not checked out their links already now is a great time and you might as well you can have more than one tab open you might you can open it right now and then you can watch later right after the debate gets done sunflower says warren the workforce quote unquote in the evolutionary context would just be whatever the heck women were doing before they got pregnant so didn't women evolve to become full-time moms after giving birth I mean, I, I guess it just seems to me to be a little like it sort of um, <laughs> it sort of blows up the meaning of what the workforce if, is if the workforce is just anything we're doing just outside of pregnancy. I mean, ultimately, what we're talking about is like you can you can you can talk about um you can talk like that, I guess, at a very simple level. If you're talking about a very, I guess, rural life where we really are still just like very directly connected to the land and there's only so much that any human being can do but i mean it's like the way that the soviets tried to do central planning not just at the base level of economic development but while the economy got far and away more complex they still tried to use the same analysis we can plan everything we can figure everything out in advance and run the economy accordingly similarly to say that evolution has some real bearing on the kind of complex economic structures that we have assembled here in the 200 years since the you know industrial revolution uh, kicked off it just 
I think it's a connection that really does not bear, uh, that really just has long ago outrun the, the, the value of what evolution and talk about evolution uh, can, can take us to. You got it, this one coming in from- Nice try, though, Sunflower. I see in the chat, and I think it's pretty fun. <laughs> They're gunning for you. Bender well done. Says, With declining birth rates, is encouraging women worth the collapse of soy society? <laughs> True. Well, look, I, Actually, I, I, I didn't- Yeah, sorry. Did go. I go on, James? Sorry. Well, uh, you know, I was all. just going to- no, I was going to say that, you know, um, a lot of people take this position. I think it's a fairly odd position that, you know, we need to curtail people's freedoms because of a, a lowering of the birth rate. I think that we would, to some extent, right, we would agree that lowering birth rates and depopulation presents unique uh, societal and economic problems. But, I mean, I, I'm not sure if the justification uh, for an authoritarian uh, either culture or government uh, is, is in the depopulation problem, certainly not in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, actually, to not. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't like uh, as much as I've kind of half memingly been sexist and rude and shitty on this panel or whatever. Um, I actually don't like that conservative instincts are to like fuck individual freedom. We just need to come up with this weird authoritarian fucking trad con Christian empire in order to rebuild whatever America was. I, I think that's bullshit. I think what you need to do if you're one of those people who thinks that society is collapsing is I think you need to go talk to human beings that are outside. I think you need to develop real relationships with people. I think you need to have two kids with a significant other that you actually give a shit about. I think you need to pay your taxes, learn how to fight, learn how to shoot, learn how to cook and be a decent fucking human being. And I think all of those steps, all of the things that you will learn in those steps, one, they will alleviate your anxiety about society collapsing. And two, you will actually stop society from collapsing a little bit by engaging in those behaviors instead of shitposting on the fucking internet about how fucking black Ariel is a sign that the Jews are slowly taking over our society. Like, you know, yeah. chill the fuck out. Go touch you know, grass. Or worth... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sherry. I was just going to say another strategy is do what Nick Cannon did. Become a millionaire and put your seed in as many women as you possibly can. True. Another option. The Genghis Khan approach. Black nationalism. It is, it is yep. worth remembering, too, that ah. declining birth rates. Consensually, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Consensual I'm, black nationalism. But the, the, the idea of like declining birth rates as a like, uh, you know, I think there's this tendency sometimes, unfortunately, to look at demography for one reason or another and conclude, well, because it looks like this is the way it's going to be for the next 20 years, this is the way it's going to be forever. But the fact is, none of us really knows what the future will be like all that far into the future. And the same way that nobody, you know, 50 years ago really predicted uh, crashing birth rates, it is possible as our societies continue to develop and advance that people will find new reasons they want to have children or things like that. So I think the idea that some people raise that, you know, in 500 or 1,000 years, nobody's going to be left alive in Japan. Well, that is quite a prediction. It really does suggest that nothing will change in the next 500 or 1,000 years, you know, and that's just not the kind of thing you would base authoritarian measures on. That's just ridiculous. You got yeah, it. I, Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say really quickly, I'll be quick, I promise. I think declining birth rates are a problem. And the way we fix that is to increase wages. So it's more economically like feasible to have children. And I think that it causes a problem because you have to care for all the elderly, the social security issue. I mean, all these issues, like you could say, oh, well, climate change and stuff. I think we need to have like a steady birth rate and it declining can cause problems down the line. That's all I have to say. But, but wages seem to be inversely correlated with birth rates. As people get richer, they have fewer kids. I mean, it seems like, if anything, we should be cutting the standard of living if we really want people to have more kids. I mean, Taking their condoms away. Anywhere where that, that violates that rule. It seems that every country, cross cultures, cross religions, as people get richer, have better income, they have fewer kids. Listen, boss, yeah, we're just trying to get fucking paid, okay? Chill the fuck out. <laughs> hey, I mean, trying also... To- Trying to keep the we wages down so with your studies. More. We have to acknowledge, though, also that like over over time, um, uh, mortality rate, uh, you know, birthing, you know, mortality rate has gone down, and um, the amount of uh, children that die just growing up also has gone down significantly. It's much safer to have a child now than it ever has been, um, and so people can afford to have less children because those children aren't dying. So you know, there's that as well. Do got it. This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Hold on. Samir Varsanian, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Said, combining the last two modern day debate topics, who would lose if the majority of men decide to do away with marriage and relationships become pure transactions? B-Y-O food life. Um, I actually don't know how to answer that question, but I think that one of the things that men need to understand is that relationships are transactional, but that doesn't mean that that's all that they are. So it should be a reciprocal relationship. You should be giving something to the woman, which is your time, attention, affection, money, and all that kind of stuff. And she should be giving stuff to you, which is her time, her attention, her affection, and all that kind of stuff. And if you negotiate it in a positive relationship, then y'all should come up with uh, the roles and responsibilities in a like a, a long-term relationship and negotiate responsibilities when it comes to children. Um, My wife and I, we constantly negotiate our lives because the truth is that responsibilities and logistics change. Having somebody that you can communicate with a partner is a huge part of it. And also, just because somebody is taking something from you or you are giving something to somebody doesn't mean that that relationship can't be imbued with a, a bigger level of depth. Um, so I think the MRA red pill fucking dudes, like they stopped at the first level of analysis, which is women want shit from you. And they could move to the next level of analysis, which is women want shit from you. What do you have to offer? And can you guys create a symbiotic relationship that benefits both parties? And, uh, yeah, that's what I'd have to say about that. You got it. And this one coming in from Nikki. Sorry, I missed it. Nikki says, why do you guys swear so much? Counterpoints. This one's for it's you. just me. It says, makes your, makes your points look bad. Just mm-hmm. saying. Look, yeah, counterpoints is a Marine. All right. There. That's how it is. Yeah, that, that's actually, yeah. One, that's classist. Two, that's ableist. Uh, three, uh, I'm a Marine or a former Marine. I did four years in the Marine Corps. I did four years in law enforcement. And I saw a bunch of fucked up shit and I wanted to say a bunch of stuff and I had to hold my tongue. I don't hold my tongue anymore and it's fun and people pay me money to do it weirdly. Juicy. I used to curse way more actually until my mom watched one of my debates and she's like, you have to stop using those four letter words. And I was like, okay. So yeah. Yeah. My mom, five letters. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's not my mom's fault. She did wash my mouth out with soap. It just didn't work. 
Thanks for serving, by the way. And yeah, amen. Also, want to say, yeah, that's something we rarely say. But anybody in chat, if you've ever served, anybody watching, thank you for serving. And also, want to say our guests are linked in the description. That includes Counterpoints, plus Rose, plus Warren, plus Stardust, and Cherry and Econo Boy. Also, oh, I did want to say this is something that's encouraging. There are just a few more questions. Bear with me, but I want to say I was encouraged by this. We did a poll earlier, and that it was like very well distributed. So not only are there conservatives like Nikki, which thanks for that, uh, that uh, chat, Nikki, but also there are people who lean to the left. There are people who are in the middle, and it was very evenly split, which is encouraging because we really do. We hope you feel welcome at Modern Day Debate, whether you be politically left, political, politically right. Bernie bro, Biden backer, Trump supporter, you name it. We're glad you're here. This one from Pimpla, Pimpladon says, ask, is there a war on women in the sense that now women are expected or forced to work in a relationship and shun motherhood because it takes more than one income to survive? Yeah, if you if you want to flip it and basically say that there's a cultural pressure for women to do it all and to have it all. Um, I would say, yeah. And also on top of that, like, I'm not trying to get all conspiratorial, but I do think that it's a little messed up that like we kind of reached an e a balance of economics in like the 1950s and 60s where families could survive, provide a good quality of living and basically take care of their families on a single income and women could choose to work if they felt like it. But nowadays it's literally like the, the only reason my why my wife isn't working right now is because I basically doubled my income within a couple of years. If I hadn't done that, both of us would be working full time with a child uh, and potentially with a second child. So, um, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare um, out there. Well, you know, it is so, worth recognizing. There are a couple of things about that, I suppose. One, that people's interest in consumption, their ability to consume has gone up a lot. And I think a lot of people don't really want to give up that consumption, even if they might say, I'm not saying this is you, Connor, but even though they might say, well, you know, I wish we didn't have to work so much, but also I don't want to give up my vacations. I don't want to give up other parts of my you know, modern standard of living. I do think that's one element. Another element that is also worth recognizing is that the cost of housing, healthcare, and education has gone up considerably in that time, much farther than it was in the past, primarily, I would argue, for reasons of regulation and government restrictions, but especially with you know, respect to housing. But that ultimately, well, I don't what, think about, uh, what about what about okay? What about stagnating? Up and the cost of some fundamentals has gone up uh -huh. in part because and, and, you know, and what about stagnating wages and the replacement yeah. of wages with credit? Yeah, and what about the elimination of benefits yeah. from the workplace? Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree with the idea that wages oh. have been say stagnant since 1970 because the problem seems to be actually the total compensation has continued to grow up, but the cost of providing those benefits has continued to climb as well in part because of America's dysfunctional system of quasi-private, quasi-public uh, healthcare that has resulted in the highest cost for healthcare in the world, even though it produces outcomes that are, at least among developed countries, what we might call mid or mediocre. So, I mean, there's a lot that's really eating into what is otherwise an increasing pool of total compensation. Corporations are doing great work on that, but it's just being wasted because of the way that um, we in this country choose to do regulation of housing, for example, zoning restrictions. Any of you who have ever tried to stop the construction of a new housing development are to blame for the fact, in part, to blame for the fact that it's so expensive to uh, to, to pay rent now. Um, so it's these are problems that are just 
kind of unfortunately complex because on the one hand, a lot of us want these benefits. We want these protections. We don't want big buildings to come. We don't want big new apartment buildings to come into our neighborhoods, some of us, you know? At the same time, if you can't build new houses easily and cheaply, well, what you get is less supply. Uh, and that means that what you've got costs all that much more. So I think Connor's point is very well taken. It's just that it's unfortunately the reflection of a lot of preferences that people in a democratic society have said they want. Okay, so to to circle that back to like um, women and making it about if there's a war on them and this idea that, yeah, you don't really have a a way to just be a stay at home mom. I think like the child tax credit is fairly new and for me, I think that it is a war because I think a lot of our female role models, they're not stay-at-home moms. You don't know about stay-at-home moms unless like you're in the PTA meetings or you're at the school board meetings or you're looking at your own mother or grandmother. Apart from those role models, what you tend to see are like really accomplished career-driven women and you see them celebrating each other. And you feel left out in that conversation, like Hillary Clinton recently talking to Megan, Meg the Stallion, saying that WAP was just like inspirational for for feminist drive. Um, I don't think that speaks to everybody. <laughs> and so it can feel like there's a war on you when the only um, the women that are highlighted are not the women that you strive to be or the women that maybe you have the personality to strive to be. You got it. This question coming in from Joe C says, ask how the panelists think that we can pay for the decrease in hours worked along with higher wage and at the same time having more immigration. Yeah, like Ikata boy, this was actually one of my questions when you were talking or whatever. It's like I basically just assumed MMT, like as soon as you started being like, oh, yeah, we can compensate people for, uh, you know, their their labor at home and we can increase wages and we can do these projects. And not you were saying this, but everybody else was like, yeah, and we can make the, the workplace a better place to be based off of these modifications to our work culture and all that kind of shit. And I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, who the fuck is going to pay for all this? Like, obviously, like we can raise can taxes we can change shit but uh, basically it sounds like fucking mmt to me so there there are books oh. written on getting He's rid very... of the 40-hour work week people are working on this uh, also yeah. just so you know uh econoboy is like very uh anti-mmt just so you know <laughs> so. well to so. some extent i was just gonna yeah. say that um yeah i mean it's a good question i mean i i think that um there's a lot of structures for other societies that i think that america should adopt i mean i think that one thing that um, gets kind of missed in the American discussion for like how to pay for things and benefits and stuff like that is pre-distribution, right? So like, how do we, how do we ensure a more equitable workplace in the first place? And I think one of those things is unions, right? We need to have more policies that encourage unionization and uh, sort of worker uh, democratic structures so that they have a say in their workplace so that they get better benefits and better working hours, similar stuff to what Cherry was talking about, but just on the private sort of market side. Um, and then when we talk about things like, you know, cash benefits to people and stuff like that, how do we pay for them? Well, you know, obviously it's some combination of taxes and deficit spending. If it's a good investment, deficit spending is fine. If it's not, then you probably want to fund it with taxes. But I mean, you know, the, the idea that, you know, the U.S. doesn't have the tax capacity to fund many of the programs that would be so advantageous in terms of like childhood poverty rates, educational attainment rates, you know, you know, women, women's uh, occupational outcomes is really not true. I mean, if you look at like uh, one metric you can look at is like tax revenue as a percentage of GDP. So like how much taxes does 
the U.S. take out of the economy and redistribute to, you know, other sort of, I guess, democratic priorities like small d democratic government priorities. Um, it's actually relatively small compared to other, you know, like Western European and, and Nordic countries. And those are countries with much lower levels of income inequality and much lower levels of childhood poverty. And, you know, I would hope that we would say that as Americans, we're the best country in the world. And of course, we can achieve those levels of of, of equitability and, 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 and low levels of poverty. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of having the policy will to do it. You got this one coming in from short. Let me know if I pronounce this right. It's the uh, otaku. Ota- yeah. Short, fat, fat otaku. Fat otaku. Thank Dev, you. as he's known. Thank you very much for being with us. It says, I watch literally everybody on this panel, LOL. Amazing. Tell them hello <laughs> from your favorite fat man, please. Appreciate Hi, fat man. Hello, Dev. Amazing. Oh, Hi. Otaku. Hello. Hope you got your Twitter back. This one coming in from Do Appreciate It. Claire says, there was a lot of talk about women in careers, but what is everyone's view on women in sports? Is there a war on women in sports? Yeah. Um, is there? I, who, who, I mean, I don't know. Women I, in I, sports. I'm not yeah, getting I, banned <laughs> off Twitch, so you guys can talk about this. Yeah, you I mean, get banned I, I was off Twitch for talking about this? No, Ooh. you can't. I think she's being a little bashful. I, I, I was just going to say that with regard to women in sports, you know, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, sure. I think that there's yeah, a lot they'll of they'll go um, after different... you. They'll cancel you, Econ Boy. You oh. know it's true. I don't know. I, I don't know who the they is you're you're talking about. You could be right. I'm just not sure who, what you're referencing. I was just going to say Irish. with regards to um, women, it's the yeah. Irish. With regards to women in sports, though, um, you know, I don't know. I I think that uh, it's it's unfortunate more people aren't interested enough to to watch uh, women in sports. It seems like the same conservatives that say that we want to we want to defend women's sports. Well, I don't ever see you at a WNBA game, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And so, right? you know, I I, I, I like women's sports, and I, I like things like Title Nine. I'm I'm not sure if because uh, th- there is actually a lot of policy that that does try to make women's sports actually equal. So I don't know if there's quite as much war on on women's sports as as women in general. They said P4GY in chat said this is how Steven got banned from Twitch. For what? This topic. Because when really? they're talking about when they're talking about women's sports the and the trans women, they are talking about trans um, issues. Oh, trans yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this isn't a kind of a rounding error in terms yeah. of the overall picture of women's sports, isn't it? I mean, whatever. Yeah, you trans feel about trans it, women like, competing in the women's category does not represent a, a war on women's sports in any sense of the word. Yeah, yeah, I think the real and problem I'll, is that we've got publicly so, funded sports programs whatsoever. Just do that on your own time. Pay for it with your own dime. Yeah. Fucking sports, says Bastia. Yeah, that's un-American really, if I've ever heard it, okay? No, no, no. no Football's no, no. an American pastime, Warren. Some games are more virtuous than others. Why don't we just pay gamers to game then? Screw that. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Because it makes the better human beings, you be son of a bitch. Sports which are specifically geared at getting people ready for military service. Otherwise, the national interest is not there. All right, I'm back on board. You don't care about badminton? Uh, You know, I mean, I think badminton is great. I just don't want to pay for somebody else's game of badminton. That's all. I think the problem is that people don't people don't watch women's sports as much as men's sports. So if you're going to blame anyone, play the public. Like they don't pay as much because they don't get paid as much to host them because there's Um, not enough interest. I saw somebody on the last, um, I, I'm not sure if you've done one of these since, James, but another debate uh, about a war on women. Um, there was a fellow in a suit who said that he watched women's sports. 
However, his reason seemed uh, much less wholesome. So oh, perhaps yeah. there's also an you're issue talking of, about. Uh, I didn't like that, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. there's perhaps that. an issue of discrimination there too, in terms of in terms of just the way people, uh, you know, people treat it like it's not serious. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just as serious as men's sports, which is to say, if you're into it, you're not. But the idea that it's somehow lesser or something, you know, no. I just don't think any of it should be funded by the state. If I understand right, I think you might be referring My to the God. last panel that we had. That was, yeah. But with Alex, it's basically boiled down to an Alex and Polly debate, which, by the way, I want to announce a couple of things. One, we have a lot of people said, hey, we really wanted a more serious discussion as it became kind of sidetracked. I have reached out to two individual speakers that I think would take that topic very seriously and respectfully. I've already heard back from one. So these are people on the panel who oppose each other. And so we are working on that. If you felt like that panel was a letdown in the sense of you were looking for a more meaningful, respectful dialogue, I think that we're going to have that as I'm, I think the other person is going to agree to it too. I'll let you know, but keep an eye out for that. As I know there were, as a, one of our most least positively received uh, panels in a while. So nothing against any of the speakers. I'm not trying to, it was, like I said, it was, no names given. Andrew Smith, thanks for your question, says, question for Stardust. If you had to estimate, how large would you say a whale snake really is? You got him going in the chat, Stardust. Uh, wow, thank you for the question. Um, I've, been, I've been waiting for this my entire life. Um, so uh, if I had to estimate how large a whale snake would be, um, it would be probably if you're crossing a whale and a snake, you can probably assume that it's going to be because their parents are a whale and a snake, it's probably going to be somewhere between those sizes. So that's all I could really say. That's plausible. And yes, that's uh, <laughs> Stardust, buddy infrared. Uh, but yeah, I, I can tell you. But I've got to tell you, Stardust is like, have you ever heard from, you know, Nick? Like, you remember that panel? Like, uh, which. Uh, are you talking, talking about, about Nick having? Has he asked you there? out? There was a certain someone that had a crush oh. on you, Stardust, and I'm curious. Uh, I think uh, that's a joke. I'm pretty sure that's a joke. So I don't think it's a joke. I don't think so either. Sure uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think so either. We we vote it's in the joke. panel, not a joke. <laughs> I not not only do I vote for it, not a joke. Also, you could single handedly save America by taking one for the I fucking team. Okay. No, I already. I think you should be offended. I already spoke with Nick on that very panel, and I told him on that panel, if you guys remember, that I am now taking the crown of Savior of the White Race from him. He no longer has that crown, and he didn't fight me on it. He said that he he basically let me take it. So I will let you all know I am the Savior of the White Race. I currently hold that crown. Nick (laughs) does not have it anymore, um, and he did not fight me on on taking back the crown. So, This is the last one. Judo B. Evans says, for whoever, could the modern war on men be compared to the worship? Never mind that. Gabe says, for Warren, do you have resources or book recommendations for naturalistic, a.k.a. selfish gene by Richard Dawkins versus deviation from evolution? Oh, (laughs) no, I, I let me say something to put a pin on that. I shouldn't write off evolution or biological basis completely. However, the reason I was so hostile to that is that it seems like it is often used as a way to kind of get past the 6,000 or so years of civilizational development that we have engaged in as a species and which have a lot more bearing, I think, on our modern circumstances than perhaps 
this romanticized idea of what the distant past was like when we were hunters and gatherers and all the rest of it. Nature, nature uh, certainly has a role, but I think often it is raised in uh, debates about subjects like these for the purpose of trying to do an end run around nurture, which is ultimately much more personal, much more uh, likely to affect our lives, comes down to issues that, you know, for example, I was agreeing earlier that some of what Boy and Sherry were proposing would work, but I was saying, well, maybe I just don't want to pay for it. Well, that's a pretty big dispute. You can do an end run around that, however, uh, and just say, well, you know, none of it makes a difference because we're just born the way we are and that's the rest of it. But ultimately, I think that's usually uh, uh, more a way to get around, uh, uh, get away from answering hard questions than it is uh, a serious uh, argument. You got it, Anne. We want to say, folks, our guests are linked in the description. What are you waiting for? We are at the end of the debate. This is a great opportunity to click on their links right now. Otherwise, you can click on their link, open the tab, keep it open. I'll be back in just a moment with a post credit scene to let you know about upcoming debates and panels. So stick around for that. But one last thank you. It's been a true pleasure. Econo Boy, Warren, Rose, Cherry, Counterpoints, and Stardust. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, folks. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed yeah. this. This was fun. Catch y'all. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.